0: Welcome to Catching Them All, the podcast where two wildlife lovers try to see as many critters as possible.
1: We hope you enjoy the stories we share and get just as excited
0: about wildlife as we do. No critters were actually caught during the making of these episodes. Every time. Hi Courtney. How are you? <laughs> Every time. Someday maybe we won't talk over each other. Maybe. That'll but be the day.
1: What's the fun in that?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. Sounding like we know what we're doing. No, nobody wants that. Nobody needs no. that in their life. I we are here. We are here to make others um feel amazing.
1: Yeah, we're here to validate you and your clumsiness. Right?
0: Like no competition here. Yep, exactly.
1: <laughs> We are one with you, listener. Um, tell me tell me how you're
0: doing. Oh, well, I threw my back out. Um, and you know how I did it? I was, like, lifting weights, but, like, it wasn't the actual exercise. It was, like, I took a plate off, and I twisted too fast, and my old lady back was just, like, unacceptable. Oh, man. That's
1: such a bummer. Yes.
0: Um, (laughs) however, I have learned that, um, you know, movement is medicine, like gentle movement. So I did this morning go to, um, Elk Wallow Trail in Shenandoah National Park. Mm -hmm. And I, listen, I traveled one and a half miles in three hours. Okay. All right. You took your time. I took my time, um, (laughs) And, Courtney, have you ever seen a hooded warbler before? No, I haven't. Oh, my gosh. Are you already Googling it? <gasps> it's super cute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my super gosh. Super um, cute. They are gorgeous. And so I saw a bunch of hooded warblers on my very slow walk this morning. Aww. And I don't know. I, fe- I decided during this walk that if you are not the type of person that like could watch these birds forever, then I'm not mm-hmm. sure I need you in my life. <laughs> so there. If you so really look
1: pretty. up a picture, I mean, there's no reason to not want to look at them forever. You know what? They look like they have, I mean, yeah, a hood, but like, they look like they have some kind of funny little like um, 1970s like haircut with a beard,
0: mustache combo. They're really funny. <laughs> they're really cute. That is great. I like that description. Um, (laughs) So they do fall into the category of sounds of summer, right? They do. (laughs) They are only here for summer um, and they are wonderful. But that is not the sound of summer for this mini-sode I think we were planning to talk about.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that this sound of summer is possibly one of the most summery sounds of summer that I can think of. I don't know what you Mm -hmm. think about that, April. I was
0: going to say, it's consistent. It is. Right? Like, it's like, you have to go to a specific place, like, to see this, or hear this hooded warbler, but for the most part, the critter we're about to drop, critters we're about to drop, are just like, eh, it could be in the middle of the day, it could be east or west in Virginia, like, yeah. They're just present. They're omnipresent.
1: <laughs> they're they're all over and we don't hear these in the winter time. We kind of start to hear them in um early spring, I would say, and then they really gear up right around now. And I just love them to absolute pieces along with my love for critters that are um kind of kind of disproportionate looking, I think a lot of these guys are kind of like, I don't know, they have like a big body and like tiny little legs and a big old mouth. I just love them so much. Mm -hmm. April, what critter are we talking about today?
0: Well, we are in the genus Annexeris. Yes. Is what I can tell you. Yes. Yes, Formerly Bufo.
1: Formerly Bufo. Actually, I was thinking we should listen to some of the... Um, Virginia Herpetological Society recordings in a little bit just so that we can all like hear them together. I totally agree. And you will hear formerly Bufo. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Whoever you are Good sir, I love you. I
0: know, I want to meet this guy. You
1: have brought me so much joy in my life, um, and listeners, I think you will also find a lot of joy in these recordings. Um,
0: wonderful. Yeah. Well, where were we? Um,
1: <laughs> I I was talking about the toad body <laughs> and how much I love it, um, <laughs> but we're talking about toads today, right? Toads are... Yay! Yay! Great. I love them so much. Um, like you said, um, can you say the genus name for me one more time? You're better at these than I am.
0: Anaxyrus. Anaxyrus.
1: Okay. Um, Anaxorus. So frogs and toads are in the order Anora. Does that sound correct the way I said that? It does. Okay. So they're in the order Anora. And true toads are in family Bufonidae. So there you go. Um, There are other frogs that we kind of um, colloquially will call toads, Um, and I think that is okay. Like, based on what I was looking at, toad doesn't have to be, like, a taxonomic classification necessarily, right? So Mm -hmm. it could just be because um, a frog is bumpier than, you know, other frogs, or it... I don't know. It doesn't spend quite as much time in the water. It has drier skin or whatever.
0: Is this um, dilemma, are we blaming the spade foot toad on this confusion? Partially. <laughs> or, yes. Or like, um,
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. The spade foot and the, um, Eastern narrow mouth toad. Yes. Yes. Weirdos. Um, because they're not an Anaxyrus or annex So, Anyway, so toad can be kind of a more general classification, but true toads are in family Bufonidae. And so you could kind of classify them by their little stubby legs, their dry, bumpy skin. um, And they have these paratoid glands that are these big bumps, like right behind their eyes. And they secrete this, um, it's like a, like a poison kind of, it's like an irritant to deter predators. It's
0: a... It's, it is, I think it falls in the toxin category. I think it's a neurotoxin. It is. Yeah.
1: Mm Mm-hmm yeah yeah actually yeah i wrote down it's a bufotoxin,
0: oh. <laughs> bufo toxin technically bufo sorry i don't know why i feel so silly today
1: um, <laughs> i really want there to be a band called formerly bufo and maybe their hit single is bufo toxin or something i, I just know.
0: googled that in hopes that it existed and um, <laughs> I, I think that needs to be created i don't yeah. see evidence of of formerly bufo <laughs> <laughs>
1: um Toads also can puff up their bodies to look a little bit bigger, which I think that's also pretty great.
0: Have you ever seen one do that? I don't think I have.
1: I've seen some really puffy-looking toads before, but I don't know. I don't know
0: if I've I seen I think one I've like... like only seen video. Okay, of yeah. like some one that's like truly like there's a snake. I'm gonna get huge.
1: Yeah. Aww. Um, So, toads lay eggs similar to frogs, but typically they're in, like, these long kind of tube-like formations, rather than in those bunches that we typically think of, like, frogs laying eggs in these, like, big bunches. Um, Mm -hmm. I did look up, there is one genus of toads called Nectophrenoides, I believe, and they actually bear live young. I had never heard of this before. So, it's, I think it's that the, um... The eggs, like, kind of hatch inside of their bodies. And these little, like, toadlets pop out.
0: Not to be confused with the one that I can't remember the name of where the babies pop out of its back. Life will find a way, right?
1: Like, most of the time the toads do lay their eggs in these long, like, stringy-type formations. But
0: not all the time. I read in the brief little bit of um, Virginia toad boofing up that I did for this episode (laughs) Um, that like the southern toad may lay a female may lay up to 2,400 eggs in a string. That's really cool. That's a lot of eggs to push out of your body.
1: That's a whole lot of eggs to push out. It sure is. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So just real quick about amphibians. So they are ectothermic, which what does that mean, April?
0: Oh, that means that they need to warm or cool their body by, like themselves, right? Like by moving in the shade or getting in the sunshine. Yeah. Um, they do not regulate their own body temperature. Yeah.
1: So typically known as cold-blooded, but that's kind of not a very correct
0: Term. so ectothermic because if it's 95 degrees outside they hot
1: <laughs> they're very hot
0: <laughs>
1: um they're vertebrates so they all have a backbone amphibians all need water um, and they like breathe and absorb water through their skin which makes them extra sensitive to pollution and habitat change so like you know they if they get too much sun or too much wind or there are too many chemicals around, Amphibians are um, kind of the first to feel all of these pressures.
0: If you are picking up toads in your yard after putting on sunscreen oh. or hand sanitizer or bug spray, yeah, those poor little babies—they don't like it out there. They don't they like don't it. They don't like it. It don't feel good. I'm talking real good English today. You,
1: <laughs> you're talking like me now, April. <laughs> <laughs> Um, amphibian comes from a Greek word that means double life. I feel like you probably need, this seems like an April fact that you would know. So a lot of, or amphibians are typically born with gills and start their life in the water. And then many of them come out of the water, but not all the time, but they all need to be around it. Um, do you have any fun toad stories, April? Any fun toad
0: sightings? Do I have any fun toad stories? Well, I want to share, okay, let's start with, Um, I believe there are four species of true toads in Virginia. Can you name them all?
1: Well, I can because I looked them up earlier.
0: (laughs) And I can because I think I also looked them up earlier. (laughs) um, But I think we both, so Courtney and I have both been avid frog watch coordinators in our lives. Um, So I think these are things that we knew, but maybe just had to remind Mm -hmm. ourselves. Yeah. Um, so so American Toad,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Fowler's Toad, mm-hmm. Southern Toad, and Oak Toad. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. So my stories, um, I think one of my favorite, and I don't know which one this was, because I think we'll talk about, like, how it can be very challenging to tell toads apart. Yes. Um, species apart. Um, but were you there the day at maymont in the japanese garden where i actually got to see a garter snake chasing (gasps) what i thought was maybe an american toad but it very well could have been a fowler's toad and that was just a really cool um that toad was booking it man that's really cool yeah man um and then last year I was really excited. I experienced my first southern toads last year at False Cape State Park when Aww. we went camping. Mm-hmm. And I was just really, really excited because, of course, like I heard it before I knew what it was. Like I'd seen little toads hopping along and I was like, well, who knows? And then yeah. I heard them calling later at night. Aww. And I was like, it is a trill that's more high pitched than the American toad. It's us. A- southern toad oh that's I super
1: cool
0: check that one off my list
1: oh yeah i don't think i've experienced a southern toad or an oak toad but american toads and fowler's toads everywhere yes
0: fowler's <laughs> toads everywhere
1: yeah well i did look up the american toad is the most broadly distributed toad in north america and honestly looking at their range it kind of follows the range of the eastern copperhead it looks like they're around the same places so um they kind of go into the Midwest. They're in the southeastern mm-hmm. states. But guess which one they're not in?
0: Florida. Yes. Bonker balls. I know. We need to make friends with a herpetologist. We do. I need answers. We do.
1: I, I, I'm like, are these things connected somehow? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> are they conspiring together? The copperhead <laughs> and the toad?
0: Um, Too funny.
1: Fowler's toads do look very similar And I was reading, I think I knew this, that they can hybridize with American toads.
0: I learned that today too.
1: Yeah. We were looking at the same thing, weren't we? We were looking at the same
0: (laughs) things. And then my question is so, are there like distinct populations? I've never seen, I've like, I I think I read hybridized, like they can Mm -hmm. hybridize, but I definitely have not seen any images of what, like, here's what a hybridized. Yeah. American toad looks like and
1: then Um, what are their calls like are they able to breed (gasps) I have so many questions
0: so many questions yeah because it's like I don't think it's like the mule right situation (laughs) (laughs) all that to say that that's a far cry from talking toads but yeah
1: but I don't know I mean I who knows that's interesting to me
0: Oh, something
1: that I didn't know before I started Frog Watch. And maybe this is super basic. Maybe this is something a lot of people know. Only male frogs and toads call. Correct. Yes. I just think that's interesting. I don't know. Interesting to me.
0: And it's just so funny because I imagine, like, poor women having to do all the work to hippity hop over to the males who are just like, Calling their little hearts out—it's <laughs> just a lot of work, and they have to lay the eggs. I know. I mean, I guess they're fine. It's how they were—they've adapted. But I'm just like, it's just there's an injustice here.
1: Women have to do a lot, no matter what your species. I think no is the bottom line. The species, absolutely. <laughs> well, I wanted to say one of the coolest toads I think I've ever seen was in Argentina, and it's oh. called the yellow cururu toad. And kururu, um, the name is based off of like the sound that they make. They make like a Kourourou kind of sound. But something really cool about them. First of all, they're huge. I have a picture of like my hand <laughs> beside one. And it's, I think it's bigger than my hand. It's huge. But they eat Brazilian yellow scorpions, which are like incredibly venomous. And it's bonker balls. Yeah. I'm yeah. Looking at
0: them now. Yeah. They are yellow.
1: <laughs> They're yellow. They're Facts. also just like their head is tiny and their body is like it's like a balloon. Their
0: their um paratoid glands are uh-huh. humongous. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Oh my gosh, there's a picture of one, like, on top of someone's boot. Like, almost <laughs> like they're holding someone's boot down. Yeah,
1: I saw That's these guys funny. everywhere when we went there. Um, so that was really neat. But I don't have any super fun toad memories. I just think that they're just, like, a fun, really awesome part of summer that it's it's always fun to hear them. It's always fun to see them. Well,
0: I think it's also very joyful. And it's – it's um. It's a guaranteed critter that you're going to find yeah. on almost any walk. Yeah. Um, and it's always, no matter what, I feel like anytime we've done a night hike or a nature walk, it's like one of the most common things, but people get hype about spotting toads. Yeah, definitely. And that makes me happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I would say. I would say um, really the one chase the garter snake chasing. And other than like all the times that we did frog watch and we were like, oh, yep, (laughs) Fowler's toad, American toad. Yeah. Over there. It's not a chorus. Yeah. Have you ever heard a chorus of toads? I feel like <gasps> I've only ever gotten to like a handful of individuals.
1: I haven't. That sounds so funny though. Just a chorus of like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all our listeners out there, have you ever heard a chorus of, uh, let's go, on the count of three, Courtney, one, two, three. <laughs> oh, you can roll your tongue. I cannot. <laughs>
1: Oh, your little toad is not gonna find a mate.
0: <laughs> oh, my toad is not gonna find a mate at all. Um I'm gonna have to just be a um a a little a little green frog.
1: Oh, I love the green frog sound. I love that one. You know what? Maybe you are one of the hybridized um American and Fowler's toads and, and you're just
0: broken. Your
1: call's just a little bit broken.
0: It's a little there's bit there's gonna
1: be another one out there somewhere that will at least hang out with you.
0: Any other fun toad facts? um Courtney do toads give you warts? <gasps> no silly. <laughs> no, they don't. Um, no. although one of the one of the articles I was trying to find something funny or witty about like toads and warts. Um, and I found a Smithsonian. Magazine article that was like, they don't give you warts, but here's why you still shouldn't kiss toads. And it had just to do with like the toxins of yeah. the toy glands. Um, but I thought that was funny. Um, but speaking of warts, you can, if you look closely enough and it's a full adult toad, in theory, you could use wart patterns to differentiate between the Southern American and Fowler's Toad. April. (laughs) I really... (laughs) What was that a mimic of?
1: I'm failing you, I guess. What is this? I
0: was thinking of the AOL (laughs) dial-up.
1: Oh <laughs> I was like that is not a toad that I've learned the call for. <laughs> um, April, I have some bad news. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. So I have messed up the recording this time.
0: Woo. I'm glad we're taking turns, and yeah. that was my thought with the AOL. Like we're going back in time, or yeah, there's it's a technology
1: thing.
0: Yeah, technology is <laughs> hard
1: sometimes. Technology is really hard, and I even like, I saw on my phone it was saying that it was still a recording, but I it like it looked different than it usually does. Mm-hmm. Like I saw that it saved it at a certain moment, and I was like, huh yeah oh well it's probably fine
0: (laughs) yeah I am now in the habit of like constantly checking to see that recording is happening
1: from now on I will um (laughs) I even tried to go back and record my parts separately and it was so (laughs) I really do want to share some snippets of that I I will yeah it's me like laughing maniacally alone in my closet
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man so anyway but funny. warts I think we were warts. at warts where
0: Wart we <laughs> oh my
1: goodness <laughs> yes oh solid man I'm I would amazing. high five you if I could oh I accept.
0: Um, So, yeah, (laughs) warts. um, I think we were talking about how, one, we don't like to pick up critters because no one likes to be manhandled, humans and frogs and toads alike. Um, Yeah. But that you could, in theory, pick up a toad Mm -hmm. and be able to, like, decipher if it's an American, Fowler's, or Southern toad by... Mm -hmm it's wart patterns yeah so like how many how many little warts are in one of their little little speckled circles or are they kind of all over the place or or whatnot like those sort of things um uh-huh
1: and it's for the the darker like dorsal spots right so yeah, like the spots on their yeah. back yeah uh-huh. it's like And how like how many, how many warts are within those spots. Within the dorsal, a.k.a. back mm-hmm.
0: spots. And, like, one thing... So, it's super hard, like, because, I mean, these little friends... Um, and all amphibians, I believe, or at least most of our frogs and toads, are capable of some level of, like, color change, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. they... You can't just go by, like, oh, it's darker or lighter or whatever, like... Right. Yeah, they can kind of... They vary... And, again, I'm not picking them up um, because they don't want it. But also, like, it's hard to see all the little warts because um, they burrow so much. Right. Um, they like to be covered in dirt. They like to be covered in dirt. And, like, they burrow for temperature <laughs> regulation. Um, yeah. And they have little spurs on their back of their feet for their diggins.
1: For the diggings, <laughs> <laughs> For all that little diggin. Little tiny digging. Uh, wait. Next toad name, Charles Diggins.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh my gosh. That's what I'm naming the next toad I find. Yes, absolutely. What other ways can you think of to be able to tell those three common toads of Virginia apart? Um, so they have these varying like crests and ridges kind of mm-hmm. on the top
1: of their heads. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of between the eyes and their paratoid glands, so those bigger, like, large glands on their, um, kind of on the top of their backs that you can see, Mm -hmm. in between that, there is a post-orbital ridge, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so kind of depending. So I'm just going to read what it says here. For the American toad, the paratoid glands are separated from or connected to the post-orbital ridge by a short spur Yeah. okay and then for the fowler's toad the paratoid glands are in contact with that post-orbital
0: ridge yes
1: but again like super hard to see i'm totally. looking at the picture and it's
0: still hard to see absolutely i know some people so. are like oh it's so it's so obvious or like yeah you can look at it and i'm like oh Because I'm even looking at these pictures in this field guide and I'm like, y'all cry. Um, I know. But it looks like in this diagram that I'm looking at, like for the Fowlers, like it almost looks like if you had a T, if you drew a T, the top Mm -hmm. of the T would be touching the paratoid gland. Yeah. And then, I don't know, everyone close your eyes unless you're driving and then just get really creative (laughs) with your imagination. You know little chameleon feet? And how like the chameleons have those little feet, and they're like they grab, and it's like slow motion. Oh yeah, this yeah. Up? Uh, Thank you. No, like, no, totally. Because I'm also mimicking yeah. it. Um, to me, this American toad looks almost like a little chameleon hand, and it's mm-hmm. like the tip of the chameleon hand is like possibly touching a yeah. paratoid. Does that not look? Look at that. Does that look like a chameleon hand to you? I can I can see that. Yeah, Listen, totally. I just make up totally. Weird Um, so
1: the amount of warts, do you know how many warts are in those dark spots for each toad? So for the American toad, I'm seeing that there are one or two large warts in each of the spots. And then for the fowlers, it's three or more warts in each of the
0: spots, but I'm not sure about the southern toad. That tracks. Um, So I am looking at a guide to the frogs and toads of Virginia by the Virginia Department of Game and Inland Fisheries. This says, this medium-sized toad is generally brown, but can vary from red or gray to nearly black. So I'm like, so it's neutral. So you can't. Tell by color. <laughs> <laughs> the cranial crests, located between the eye and paratoid glands, are prominent and raised at the rear into club-like knobs. There may be a light stripe down the middle of the back, and I'm just like, this doesn't yeah, do it for me. They're just bumpy. But what else can we do when when all else fails and we're not wanting to like manhandle toads? Take a picture. <laughs> well, take a picture. Um use your zoom. <laughs>
1: We can listen to their calls. Yes. Yes. Oh, such a good segue. (laughs) Such a perfect segue. Well, let's listen to some of these calls together. Yay. Okay. So I'm going to play some of the calls. And um, I guess real quick, because we've referenced this a couple of times in the episode already, but April and I have both been Frog Watch USA coordinators. What, what? And so Frog Watch is ribbit, ribbit. citizen. <laughs> she had her like hands in the air and everything. Doing a little raise the roof action. <laughs> so Frog Watch is a citizen science program where we would go out and monitor a specific location for frog and toad calls. So we weren't actually physically looking at frogs, but we would be listening to them and we would... Um, record like how many we heard so was it just an individual or like a full chorus so lots Mm -hmm. of frogs and toads Mm -hmm. Um, which species we heard weather conditions the time like things like that and we would report this information and it helps scientists track how different populations are doing
0: and we would train others on how to do this so that we could create an army of (laughs) frog and toad enthusiasts.
1: I really liked how you described it the first time we recorded.
0: Kind of like a pyramid (laughs) scheme, but for citizen science. Yeah. (laughs) That works too. It kind of felt like it for sure. Yeah. Yeah,
1: totally. (laughs) So here is where you get to hear
0: formerly Bufo
1: and our great love, whoever this man is. (laughs)
2: Okay. American toad. Anaxiris Americanus, formerly Bufo Americanus.
1: That's an American toad. That's an American toad. I think that's maybe the toad that we were being earlier with a
0: yes when i tried and i was the 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 um hybrid failure call yeah you (laughs) you were the hybrid (laughs) Oh, okay so that's the american
1: toad like a high-pitched phone ringing kind of sound right yes kind of annoying if you listen to it too long totally annoying (laughs) okay next up we have the fowler's toad
2: Fowler's Toad, Anaxiris Phalari, formerly Bufo Phalari.
1: This one always just makes me laugh.
0: We're a <laughs> little pumpkin. <laughs> and that was, uh. um, right, we would say foul word like you stubbed your Mm -hmm. toe and you're like because you stubbed your toe like you're saying something foul because you're Mm -hmm. in pain um and i'll note so in virginia because i don't know what they do elsewhere they might just keep on keeping on um american toad will call from march to august and we just heard fowlers which will call from april to august Mm -hmm.
1: i feel like i've heard these guys like closer down by the river a lot more often and sometimes I'll hear American toads like around ponds and things I'm sure that's not a rule but that's where I've
0: heard them I feel like that tracks um Mm -hmm. where we had camp recently was by the Rappahannock River and it Mm -hmm. was fowler toad crazy yeah I heard them a lot and I don't think I ever heard an American
1: toad there Alrighty, so next up is the Oak Toad.
2: Oak Toad, Anaxyrus Quersicus, formerly Bufo Quersicus.
0: Now listen, I am going to now say that it almost sounds like a really high pitch, like zeep, like you're almost going to go to a, a club and you're like zzz, 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 zzz. yeah zzz, zzz. I don't know
1: like, you know I yeah totally I can really really hear that before we were like I don't know what this one sounds like maybe April's Prius backing up but
0: like, yeah. <laughs> and for someone who doesn't have a Prius you put it in reverse and it beeps but only so you can hear it yeah. Which is kind of like, I'm like, if I'm in reverse, I would rather an externally beep for other yeah, people to like I to know hear it's it. in reverse. I know, I put it there. Yeah. <laughs> Sigh. Um, now, this is, I just wanted to share, um, the oak toad is a Virginia, like species of concern. Um, so they are... Mm. Like, um, there are different wildlife action plan tiers, and they're in tier two. So, very high Hmm. conservation need. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, moving on to the southern toad. Oh, man. The picture of the southern toad is great. I love it. It just looks like a little ball.
2: Southern toad. Anaxiris terrestris, formerly Bufo terrestris.
0: So fairly similar to the American toad, um, Mm -hmm. but a little bit more low, low pitch. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and so. almost more, like, metally. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. This note yeah. says that they're typically a much shorter call than the American toad. American toads mm-hmm. can be really long-winded.
1: Yeah, yeah. It definitely was shorter, I think. I think I cut the American toad off before it was even done.
0: <laughs> because it is intense to hear. Yeah. Um, probably it's less so in the wild. But there's something about the speakers that you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, the sharpness um yeah yeah really though just real quick so those were
1: our true toads but i do want to play our
0: our bonus toads um i'm gonna squeeze in here real super quick um yeah so one i'm like why did they need to change the name because bufo literally meant toad in latin i don't know and means king what and i'm just like why was that necessary um that's huh. just a jump and but i do think it's hilarious now because then if you look at the american toad's name anaxiris americanus king of america
1: i vote for that i mean
0: <laughs> it would probably do a better job than totally. than our our most recent string of leaders oh my gosh get it together america yeah, or we're all voting for a toad. We're all so. gonna vote for a toad. I mean let's all write it in everyone. Let's start it let's start a new thing. Let's write in American toad, next presidential American election. Toad Done. For
1: King of America.
0: King of America. So yeah, real
1: quick. Um I
0: digress.
1: <laughs> Here's our um not a true toad, but this one makes me laugh the most, I think. This is the Eastern narrow toad.
2: Eastern narrow-mouthed toad. Gastrophryne carolinensis.
0: Which is lovely. That one's my favorite. It's so great. I absolutely love when it. When I was in North Carolina, <laughs> I used to, and I'd be walking my dogs at like five in the morning because that's who I am. Um, mm-hmm. I would hear them in the ditches. Right. Like, oh, it would just be yeah. so great. And you're just like, ha, <laughs> oh. <laughs> ha, Like, just walking down the road, <laughs> giggling. Um, like, a crazy person at 5 a.m. laughing to themselves. People thought I was bonkers. When we were
1: training volunteers for Frog Watch, that's definitely the one where it's like, everybody's taking this pretty seriously. And then you play that. And everyone's like, <laughs> and
0: They're like, what is this thing? So
1: cute. Oh. I think it sounds like a distressed
0: goat <laughs> or something. Yes. An unhappy lamb. Um.
1: <laughs> okay, last but not least, this is... I said that one was my favorite. This is actually my favorite. They are so, so cute. They are absolutely adorable. They're teeny tiny. They look kind of sad. They look like they need a hug. They do they don't look like hug. they
0: need a hug.
1: <laughs> don't hug them, um, but
0: they look like they need one. <laughs> they will tell you to get off their lawn.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, they're an angry old man. This is the Eastern Spadefoot.
2: Eastern Spadefoot. Scaphiopus holbrookii.
0: You have to be pretty lucky to hear that one. I think they are just so <laughs> yeah. delightful.
2: Um, mm-hmm. And
0: I can't help it, Courtney. Courtney, I'm reading, this is considered an explosive breeder <laughs>
2: um,
0: Because it'll stay buried, like, all the time, and then it rains. So, like, if you have a humid, a nice humid rain, then they all come out yeah. and they're like, let's get it on. And then they go back into their hole. Um. <laughs> And then look at this picture. <laughs> Apparently, they play dead. Ah! Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh!
1: It's okay. <laughs> You're gonna have to take yeah, a picture that I'm. Posting. I will. So it's it's this little, tiny toad laying on its back. It's like a cartoon playing dead. It has its little arms on its belly. I want to scratchy scratch it. Can just hanger. like tickle its, its belly so... and make
0: its little leg twitch. I want to
1: tickle its little belly. Because in uh... this in this
0: scenario, the eastern spade foot is also like a dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. It'll yeah, it'll start like doing the little sewing machine thing with its back yes, foot. Cool. Yes. Get that good stuff. Oh man.
0: So um and that one is a conservation status, like moderate conservation needs. Whereas yeah. the three most common, like the Southern American and Fowlers, that you could hear are like, they're doing okay. They they fret yeah. not about the king of America doing good. Fine. We need him for <laughs> need... her. Whatever. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Lovely.
1: Well, April, that yes. is, I think that's about wrapping that it up. That is wrapping um, it up. That was great. I actually think. I think this was better than our first go. I, you know
0: what? Sometimes I had my book, more research was done. So that is the key. Yeah. We need yeah. research.
1: We have an exciting critter for next
0: time. I'm Always. excited. Always. Every critter is yeah. exciting. Um,
1: I know. I guess I, I feel like yeah. every time we're like, ooh,
0: can't wait critter. for the next one. Um,
1: <laughs> although
0: I want to do a critter, I feel like it's active in the summer. I want someone to listen to this episode. And tell me if y'all want me to save a summer critter that's kind of spooky for closer to Halloween. Ooh. Like, if it potentially gives you the heebie-jeebies because it's doing some morbid, morbid nonsense, you tell me. Yeah. Listeners, tell us. Yeah. All the critters. Yeah, maybe
1: October is just spooky Yeah,
0: all the critters pod. Yeah on instagram dm us yo mm-hmm. and and please do um, yeah what is our catching them all podcast at gmail.com i was like what's our email address courtney
1: well i was waiting for you to say it because i was like i don't remember
0: <laughs> sigh yeah let us know do you want like a mini series <laughs> for october and we just do s- spooky critters
1: Ooh. yeah i mean i want that of that sounds great do. Alright. Well until next I will time, I'll see you again very soon. Yes. Until next time. Woo. Why don't you go catch them all? And protect them all. And tell us see about ya. it. Bye.
2: <laughs>
1: Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening and thanks to Grace and Harlow for our theme music. You can find us on Instagram at all the critters pod to see updates and pictures of our adventures. Each week, we'll donate a portion of our proceeds to an environmental charity. We'll put their information in the show notes. Now go catch and protect them all.